Good afternoon. Welcome to Coffee and Conversation, a podcast brought to you by the Del Norte County Office of Education and Del Norte Unified School District. My name is Jeff Harris, and I'm the superintendent of schools for Del Norte County. And today uh, we have a pretty timely podcast that's coming. Um, not just informational, but uh, we are in the season for registration for preschool, for transitional kindergarten and kindergarten. And for newer parents, um, some of these may be new programs that your child may be um, uh, eligible for for the first time. So joining me today, I have Kristen Bergren. Kristen is the Executive Assistant for Education Services. Welcome, Kristen. Thank you. You get to put out all those great little first day packets and all the handbooks and all that stuff, right? Yes. All right. So you're a fount of knowledge and information. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, we also have Rebecca Daniels. Rebecca is a school secretary for Pine Grove. Hi. And Rebecca, you've got, oh my gosh, there's there's a preschool there, TK, kindergarten. Yep. You've got the whole gamut. Wait, yep. All the way up to fifth grade, too. All the way up to, <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes those fifth graders, now just, yeah. it's that time of year I was talking to somebody and they've already flipped into sixth grade mode. They They're have, still in definitely. fifth grade. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we'll talk a little bit about what that looks like on a school front. And then Lindy Holloway, and Lindy is just the early childhood education everything person that's what we talked about earlier yeah Yeah. she's early childhood education coach and and lindy is in a pretty unique position for those of you who may not know um there aren't many county offices i think who have a position like yours where there's an early childhood education coach that is co-funded by first five the county office right works with public and private preschools just across the board yep all of them so all over the everything. county. Everything. That's what we said earlier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let's let's start off talking a little bit because um, I I actually asked the question before we started the podcast um, about how young are the youngest students that we serve in the district. We are able to have students as young as six weeks old in our six early head old. start. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's little. I don't even remember when mine were that little. I know. <laughs> So, and, and then of course through kindergarten, um, kindergarten, our students are five or six Correct. Yep. When, when they start kindergarten. So six weeks old to six years old is really the span that we're going to be talking about today. So Lindy, let, let's just start with preschool because I think preschool is much more complex than a lot of people think, right? They just think there's a preschool yes but just within the district we've got three different types of preschools and that doesn't include what happens in the private world right so why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about the program so in the preschool world we have um, a state preschool that is run by the del Norte unified school district we have a district preschool um, that can you can qualify for in different ways Um, we have the Early Head Start program out at Sunset, and that's mm-hmm. a program that anybody can go to. It doesn't just have to be students of Sunset School. Right. And well, and I think the interesting part is too, the Early Head Start program is actually a federally funded program through the state. Um, and then we the state preschool programs and the district uh, preschool program at Smith River is a district funded program that doesn't necessarily have the same income qualifications that either Head Start or state preschool. Right, does. right. More options. More options. And what about private preschools? Because I know that we have 
a bunch of those around. Too. We do. We have many options. We actually have a program for any person, any family, and what their needs are. So we've got Head Start programs. We have private preschools. We have um, in-home daycares who run their programs as preschools. Mm-hmm. And we have three tribal preschools in our town, um, in our community. So anything you want, you, we could find it for you. So, so let's just say, and we'll talk a little bit about registration later, but if somebody said, I want my child to have a preschool experience, where would they go to start kind of learning more about preschools? We have a Delnart Facebook preschool page um, that we run through the district, and they can get lots of information on there. Um, I also have flyers that I send out on all the preschools, so they have examples of um, what kind of program they are and actually what they're even teaching in their programs. So for more information on early childhood education uh, and the different preschool options, Lindy, um, I think folks can just go to dnusd.org slash preschool, and they can find the page that you're talking about right there. They should be able to. Okay. So let's talk a little bit more about what it looks like when they move into, we'll call it the grade school world, because a lot of our preschools, the district preschools take place on school campuses or slightly adjacent. And the state preschools do, yeah. (laughs) They're close. <laughs> They're close. <laughs> um, and even Head Start is on the uh, Sunset High School campus right. over on Elk Valley Cross. But when we get into actual grade school, tell us a little bit, Rebecca, about transitional kindergarten and kindergarten at school. Because I got to tell you, kindergarten, when I was in kindergarten, I don't know about, I don't think any of you were as old as I am. <laughs> But when you when we were in kindergarten, we brought our rugs, we had our milk and our cookies after <laughs> lunch, and we had our nap time. Um, preschool's not exactly like that. There are preschool standards now. There's different things. But but what does transitional kindergarten and kindergarten look like at a school site, Rebecca? So the T, transitional kindergarten or TK, um, it's kind of an in between uh, preschool and kindergarten. They do more kind of play-based learning, but also um, some academics as well. Uh, They go to school about the same amount of time. So from Mm -hmm. for my site, it's from uh, eight to one Mm o'clock and they go to lunch with the kindergartners and everything and have play time at recess. Um, But it is a little bit different learning aspects and then helping them get ready. Oh, I was going to say, it's almost like learning to be a student. Yes. And then kindergarten is now you're a student. Now you're a student. Yep. (laughs) Again, when I was a kindergartner, it was just naps and cookies, but whatever. Um, so, um, so you're, you're, and Linda, you were talking about TK and we also talked about how or you were talking about preschool and we were talking about the ages. So that's an interesting overlap, right? Mm-hmm. Because that four and five year old, a child can be four and be in TK um, or be five, really a young five right. and be in preschool. Yeah, so right. the TK program gives them the option of they can keep their child in preschool if they mm-hmm. choose to or send them to TK. So it's more it's just more slots available for all of our kids. Right. And and transitional kindergarten Rebecca, is not mandatory. No, it is not. No. And and just for folks who may not know, transitional kindergarten isn't like kindergarten where we have a kindergarten on every elementary school campus. Correct. Because schools are required to have a kindergarten. Mhm. The district is required to offer TK. So we currently have, I believe, three yeah. TK programs. Yep. Pine Grove. Yep. Joe Hamilton. Joe Hamilton. And then I believe Mary Peacock has a, a, TK. a TK. Right. Yeah. 
And then um, at our outlying schools, if the student lives in that school zone mm-hmm. and wants to attend TK, and those would be um, Smith River, Mountain, and Klamath. Yes. So. Yep. Um, and at the end of the day, Kristen, you get to see it all, right? You, you get all the questions about all of it. <laughs> I get mostly age questions. Age questions. Yes. So what, what's... what's We've been talking a little bit about the ages that kids can can access different programs. What are some of the questions that you get? I get, um, my kid is turning five on this day. Do they go into kindergarten? Do they go into TK? And um, that's basically it. Yeah. Just kind of what it looks like and where those overlaps happen and what programs they qualify for. Yes. And also if um, the question comes up a lot, do they have to be in preschool? Can they go to TK? Do they have the option? What are they required to do? Well, and it gets even stranger, right? And I don't know if you deal with these or Lindy, if these are more your questions, because some of our kids who are in the Head Start program transition out of early Head Start the day they turn three. They do. Right? Yeah. But that's not a rule in state preschool. They can start state preschool when they're 2.9 years old. Right. And they can stay in there till they're five. Till they're five. Or till they're kindergarten ready. Right. But not TK. I mean, they could go to TK. They could go to TK. They could go to TK. Yeah. So there are just a lot of, a lot of intricacies. I don't think when, again, I'm going to go back to when I was a parent. I don't know about you guys, but um, TK didn't even exist when my children were that young, right? It's a relatively, I'm going to say new, but within the last. 10, Maybe five to six years. years. Well, TK hasn't been around that long, I don't think. Oh, well, Has it? I don't think in this district there was that much of it. And in, in my previous district, um, we were starting to do TK at that point, right? Just a little bit. But it was very restrictive, right? You had to turn five by a, within a certain window in order to be able to attend uh, TK. Right. But that's expanding, Right under what's called the universal preschool or universal um, early childhood education, whatever the state's calling it now. They change it every month. But um, so everybody jump in here. Anybody jump in here. So preschool, they can register for um, early Head Start um, at six weeks. Yes, they can, can do that through Sunset. At do, sunset. do they register? Can can they register their child earlier than six weeks? Like when they're still expecting or when the child is born, if they know they want to get them in or do they have to wait until six weeks? They could get the application before they have the baby and then they can they get on a waiting list. That is pre-planning right yeah, there. It is very much. And you need to around here. <laughs> um, and then um, so the TK age. And this is where it gets a little confusing because parents have to not think about this year so much as they think about next, next year. year. Yep. So what what are the ages for, for children that are qualified for TK? Because not every four-year-old Correct. can go to TK. So for the next school year, mm-hmm. was it the 23-24, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I got um, it wrong earlier, but you got it right. So got thank it. you, yeah. <laughs> um, they will need to turn five by April 2nd of 2024. So they can be four. So basically we're talking about if a child turns four mm-hmm. by April 2nd this year. Correct. They could enroll in TK because they would be five by April 2nd next, next year. year. Yes. 
Not to Lindy's make laughing. it confusing. It is, very, it is very confusing. <laughs> it is. I think I kind of went by the date. So yeah. if they are turning five in September to December of 2018 or January to April, born 2019, um, then they're TK age ready. That's yeah. a little bit easier to explain it that way. Yeah. And, and, well, and that's really where parents need to think about it because, again, there's still preschool option. Yes. Um, for for some of those kids there's tk yep. and then kindergarten yep. so so what how what's the drop dead date for kindergarten registration kindergarten they have to be five by september 2nd yes yeah by september 2nd so for this next school year they'll be need to be five by september 2nd 2023 so kindergarten five by september 2nd 2023 mm-hmm TK-5 by April 2nd, 2024. Correct. And preschool at any point, right? 2.9 months Mm -hmm. through... um, Through up to five years old. Through up to five years old. However, I I do think that some of our kids get priority, right? Based on age. And eligibility and age. Yeah, there's a lot of criteria. A lot of criteria for Mm -hmm. that one. Um, And then um, early Head Start. What to expect when you're expecting. Yeah. <laughs> Prenatal preschool. Right. So, um, uh, so let's let's talk just a little bit about how to register a child. So why don't you guys just kind of jump in here and we can talk about um, some preschool registration, where they have access to that, and then what it looks like to register a child for either TK or kindergarten. So. So for um, Early Head Start or the state preschool, district preschool programs, they can go to Two Trees mm-hmm. and pick up an application there. And then um, Head Start, they'll have to take it out to Sunset or we can get it to Sunset for them. And then the other preschools around the area, they just go to their either their websites, the right. Head Starts and things, or go to their actual facilities and they'll have information for them. What are their... What are, are there requirements that, that families should be thinking about as they're turning in those applications or before the first day of school, do they do our do our youngest students have to have uh, wellness visits, immunizations, anything along those lines? Um, they have to have the immunizations up to date for mm-hmm. almost all of our programs. And then they have 30 days to get a physician's report in. Okay. They have to go to the doctor for a physical. And that's pretty much for all the preschools. OK. What about kindergarten and TK? Um, for kindergarten and TK, they can get the kindergarten and TK registration packets are the exact same thing. So they can get a registration packet at any of the schools Mm -hmm. and they can turn it in. Um, They need to turn it into their home school, Um, except TK, they turn it into either Joe Hamilton or Pine Grove or Mary Peacock, whatever whatever of those three they prefer. Mm -hmm. Um, And same thing, they need to have up-to-date immunizations. Um, It gets kind of confusing because I'll tell parents, you know, for TK, you need to have, the student needs to have their kindergarten register uh, immunizations. And it's like, but they're not kindergarten yet, but it's still the same rule. They have to yeah. have those immunizations to be in the program. Right. And um, when I think that's Porter Rebecca right there, right? Because mm-hmm. TK isn't this, it's not like preschool. It's not a separate program or a separate state program mm-hmm. or viewed differently. Transitional kindergarten really is just year one of a of, two-year kindergarten experience. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So that's why it makes sense that they have to have everything. Yeah. Yep, exactly. So, um, but yeah, they just bring it. They can pick up any packet. And also at the district office, I believe they can get registration packets as well. 
So Well, and I think the interesting thing there too, and we always have confusion about this because I'm sure you get it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, a family has their child come to Pine for um, transitional kindergarten. Yep. And they're looking, going, where's the kindergarten class that my child's going to be in next year? And like, oh, your child doesn't live in our school zone. Yeah, right? it, it does. It gets very confusing. Right. So, but I mean, we all have the, the access to um, be able to help parents to let them know, nope, you need to go Best Maxwell or, you know, Smith River and drop off your application there or registration there. Right. And that also can lead into the interdistrict transfer um, if they do want their student to right. continue like at Pine Grove. Right. Well, and so I think, you know, so again, I think that's the important piece is because since transitional kinder is a district program and we offer it at very specific locations in the district, um, because again, it's, a. I think folks forget it's like we may have 300 kindergartners who come in, but when we start looking at transitional kinder, it's only students who were born between a very narrow window. And so we may only have 60 or 70. And so we don't need one at every school. And, and the state doesn't expect that we would have one at every school. Um, but when when that child moves out of TK into kindergarten, they have a group of friends. But that group of friends may shift, right? Because yep. if, if they have to move from Pine or Joe to Best Maxwell for their kindergarten, because that's where they live, um, if they want to stay with those friends, you talked about an interdistrict transfer. So yes. a lot of folks in our community are aware of interdistrict transfers. A lot of times they're also called IDTs. Um, and those interdistrict transfers are not something that happens at a school level. Correct. Right. But they can pick up the documents from you. Yep. Yeah, we're able, we have copies. Like in my office, I have um, quite a few copies of the interdistrict transfer. And mm-hmm. so when someone comes to pick up a packet, um, we try to make sure and ask, you know, which school, what's your home school? Are right. you wanting them to go to your home school? And then we give them the application, if not, and just remind them to turn it into that the interdistrict transfer gets turned into the district office, not to us. Right. We get the registration if we're the home school, but the um, interdistrict transfer goes to the district office. Right. And Kristen, I don't. You don't deal much with interdistrict transfers, do you? I don't. And that makes you happy, doesn't it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, there, I think there's the interdistrict transfer process is one of the most intricate. I don't. Yeah. Is there another word? Yeah. It's a little stressful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, process and and because again, you can attend preschools at almost any of our sites, right? Yep. Wherever there's room, you can pick where you want to go. Uh, you can register your child at any of the TK sites, mm-hmm. you know, in the in-town TK sites where your child wants to go. But when it comes to your school, you're required to go to the school in the zone that you live in. Um, but uh, you can put in this IDT. So putting in the IDT says, I'm interested, I live here, but I'm interested in going to this school. And what happens is everybody who puts in within the first window, and Kristen, you said that window ends? March 31st. So the end of this month. Yes. So people have about three three weeks, four weeks to get that in. So, Correct. And I think it's really important uh, for anybody listening to this podcast or telling somebody that you heard about this on the podcast, March 31st is Friday during spring break. Yeah. So you probably really want to get your interdistrict transfer request if you're going to do one in by the 24th, um, just simply because 
while we will have people here at the district office, we may have people taking vacation or the district office um, could be closed for a portion of a day. Um, I don't have a calendar necessarily in front of me that shows what it looks like, but it just would be safer, I think, to get things in by March 24th. Um, but then what happens after it closes, we have a lottery. So in the old days, just a few years ago, there used to be a, a lottery and then people would get placed on a waiting list in the order that their application came in. That no longer complies with California state law. Now it's the lottery and then anybody who comes in after has to go into a second lottery. There's no order of returning applications. So, and that second lottery happens, I think, do you, Kristen, do you know when those have to be in? I don't. I think I, it was off or in by July sometime, and then usually the lottery is August, August sometime. I, just I, before I, school starts. Yeah, yeah. I remember, right. School. Right, and, and so we'll have more information about the second round of IDTs, but when that happens, everybody's selected from the first lottery and put on a list, everybody goes into a pool, and then is selected through the second lottery in draw order, they're put on the pool and then we start placing. So if it's really something that's important to folks, they need to get those in now. But Rebecca, just before we started the podcast, you brought up a really good point. They can't just ask for inter-district and then register their kid in July, right? Yeah, you have to turn in your registration packet before you turn in your inter-district paperwork. Or, or at least at the same time. Or at the same time, yeah. yeah. It, but we have to have that registration packet. Um, so you can turn it into us and then just come on over here and drop it off. Um, but it's um, definitely we have to have that packet before. Well, and I think the logic there, and we've talked to families about this before, is we can't approve an inter-district transfer if your child isn't even in the district. Right. So that's why that registration has to happen kind of first. So um, believe it or not, we're out of time, but we've got a couple more things to talk about. So I know that there are some or at least one event that's coming up in the relatively near future. Um, somebody want to talk about that? Sure. We're having a zero to five steam fair and it's a bunch of resources throughout the county who get together and um give ideas for parents to do with their kids over uh, summertime, but there's also a chance for them to register for kindergarten there mm -hmm. or preschools. Great. And just for everybody who may be listening, STEAM, science, technology, engineering, arts, and math. Um, and do, do any of you know, and I don't know if we've actually laid out the summer program because we have these two two-week summer programs, um, any, any news yet on whether or not we'll have uh, preschool or kindergarten programs this summer? I don't know. Veronica okay. Van Mecklen is building that. She's doing the expanded learning opportunities program. Yeah. Okay. And then first five always does that universal or preschool university. Yeah. For kids going pre K U. Yep. It's for kids who are going to kindergarten, just a next step for them to get a little bit more ready. Perfect. Mm -hmm. And I know that I know that first five and um, family resource center are also planning some other summer type fun things as well. So. Um, well, with that, just before we go, I, again, I know that uh, all three of you get some pretty unique questions about this time of year. Uh, do you want to share just really briefly what one of the what one of the biggest or most frequently asked questions that you get is? Well, in preschool, one of the biggest questions we get is, do they have to be potty trained? Which um, and the answer is <laughs> the answer is they have to be on their way to being potty trained. 
So they don't have to necessarily be fully potty trained, but they need to be in the process. Now, I was going to say, how do you measure that? That's... <laughs> <laughs> we ask the parents. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, mine is mainly, you know, where where their kid, where do they register them at? Um, TK, if they're in TK, preschool, kindergarten ages, um, and then immunizations. That's a big one. What they need to have in order to... Um, go to school so and and i think that information folks can access if they go to dnusd.org slash registration and we should have links to that there and then again another thing we talked about just kind of in passing i think was about zones school zones Mm -hmm. so if a family also wants to find out what zone they live in for the purposes of kindergarten um a link to that is also um on the um dnusd.org slash registration page. You can just click on that. And Rebecca, you were saying that that some of your colleagues have used it and it's like a really cool site. Yeah, they, they have it pulled. My uh, secretary one had it pulled up one day and I didn't, I did not know about it, but now I know. And it was super easy to use. And um, yeah, she just leaves it pulled up and just types it, types their address right in and boom, there you go. Wow, that's cool. And that's available to anybody who wants to see where it is. Yep. So Kristen? My biggest question is, um, for TK, what what age do they go into kindergarten or TK? And then all those questions about dates and years and <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, you know what? I'd, I'd like to thank the three of you for coming in and having the conversation. Um, it is registration season. Preschool registration is open. Transitional kindergarten registration is open. Kindergarten registration is open. Um, uh, Kristen puts all that paperwork together and she made sure that everything's ready to go. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, um, and remember if you want to do the IDT or if you want to get into a specific preschool program, uh, or a specific TK program, it's really important to get your document to get your registrations and requests in early because a morning preschool at Pine Grove could fill up quickly and your only other option may be an afternoon. So um, get those in. And if you have any questions, you can reach out to Lindy here at the district office. Mm-hmm. You can call 464-6141 and ask for her. The same with Kristen um, or Rebecca's a site secretary. You can call any of our school sites uh, where your current children go or... Um, any of our school sites or the district office at 464-6141 and uh, we can help hook you up with uh, the right number. So thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank Thank you. you.